Hi, folks. Welcome to episode 67 of the Wealth on Any Income podcast. This is where we talk about money tips, techniques, attitudes, information, and provide inspiration. I'm your host, Rennie Gabriel. In past episodes, we spoke about how to build an income and expense report, how to measure the level of pleasure based on where you spend your money, how to track your money in five to 10 seconds, and what to look for on a net worth statement to see how close you are to complete financial choice. And last week, we had Jay Fissette speaking about how to create and use masterminds to explode your revenue. Today, we have as our guest, Jesse Bresendine. Jesse is an award-winning speaker and best-selling author. He's a TEDx speaker and world-renowned expert who works with organizations to move beyond their limitations, unlock their greatness, and build their Camelot. He can find the silver lining in any situation. Jesse, welcome to the show. Rennie, it's great to be here with you. Thank you. And congrats on 67 episodes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. I got a sales email from someone telling me to subscribe to his service and he could find out how I'm ranking all over the world. And the inducement was to tell me my podcast is number 125 out of all the business podcasts in the United Kingdom. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. So it, it appears we're actually reaching people. Good. Very cool. So, well, let, let's talk about what you do and very importantly, why you do it. My real passion, Rennie, is just is exactly that. It's, it's working with organizations to help them really unlock their organizational greatness and build their Camelot. I've always been fascinated with the Arthurian legends ever since I was a little kid and the, the notion of Camelot and the round table and that there was this place where everybody sat at the same place and no one had a more important, the king didn't have a more, more important position or nobody's position was less important than the king. And I think that that's where organizations are really at their greatest is where we can all come to a table and we're, we're taught how to communicate in such a way where each of us feel empowered to have a voice and to share and oftentimes I find the best ideas come from those kinds of roundtable discussions amongst folks. And you really see organizations unlock their greatness from those. That makes a lot of sense. It's the reason that the companies that embrace diversity do so well, because they're getting input from areas they would never even have thought of. And it puts them ahead of other competition. Yeah. Massively, massively. So um, is there a, you know, because... I donate 100% of the profits from the work I do to charity. Tell me if there's a particular charity that you support and what they do. Similar to you, Rennie, I have a soft spot for some of the animal charities out there. And mine is Stray Cat Alliance. They're this amazing organization that goes and rescues stray cats or abandoned cats that are, from, are left on the street or from kill shelters. And they will find foster homes for them that will take care of them and and raise them until they find their, as they say, their fur, their forever home. <laughs> yes. And not, I, yes. Yeah. Cause they're furry animals. They're forever. Yeah, yeah. Home. And I just have so much gratitude for them. We have two little babies from there that my, the one little Livy, she's just my, my absolute joy every day. She'll sit here and ride around on my shoulder during the day. And it's, I have so much love for what they do. Oh, terrific. Well, Okay, so you're working with C-suite executives, Hollywood celebrities, entrepreneurs, maybe some individuals as well, but how would you define your target market? You know, the people who really seem to gravitate to the work I do, Rennie, they all share a few common things. Number one, they, 
they want more out of professional and personal life. And more isn't necessarily more stuff. It more is more of the, you know, more connection, more meaning, more purpose, more of a sense of team and camaraderie, especially organizationally. They want to be more capable as a leader and, and more able to lead their teams and to be extrapolate the best out of people. And, and people who are who are really looking at that place in life where they also are wanting to, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the work-life balance. I, when I think of balance, I think of the person on the tightrope. Yeah. But that's the, that's the expression I think so many are after. It's they're realizing that they've been putting in, putting in time, putting in time, putting in time. And time at the same time is passing them by and they want to have space outside of work. They want to be able to be more present to their families and seeing their children grow up. They want to be more present to their team members and their employees that they spend a lot of their time with every day. And they find that because of the way their time is, time demands are and the way they've structured their personal professional lives, that's often eludes them. And it's, it's those folks, those who are really wanting to develop more and get more out of life for them. It, it, what it sounds like to me and what you said is that uh, it's not people who want more stuff. It's people who want more fulfillment in their life. Yeah, they're playing the fulfillment game, which I think we all are. It's just these folks are at the point where they're recognizing and they're able to articulate that that's the game they're really playing now. Cool. Do you have a personal failure you could talk about? Maybe your biggest personal or business failure? I'll give you two. The first one is is not networking. And these two mm. feed into each other. There's there's a there's a not networking and a and an unwillingness to prioritize self-care for myself. Mm, yes. And so I'll start with the self-care because it plays directly into the business. I, I grew up a very shy, self-conscious person. And because of that, I always have those stories that we all do. There's a, I'm reading a book right now. And the book very beautifully articulates that we're all messed up. <laughs> all 8 billion of us, we all have our own thing that we're messed up about. We don't like to talk about it. It's kind of the yeah. icky parts. But at the time when you're, you know, you're going through it, you think you're the only one on that island. And I allowed that to cause me to withdraw so much from people. And, and that led to the professional failure of just never networking, never reaching out, never expanding my network. I, and then it, I felt because of that, I had to do everything all on my own. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, everything was made in the early days of business five to 10 times harder than it needed to be because I was carrying the brunt of everything and I wasn't able to go out and actually communicate and connect with other people too. I, I can understand that. First, what's the name of this book that you're reading? It is the, I'll, I'll have to get it to you, Rennie. It's by uh, the guy's name who wrote it is Chase Hughes, I think. And he is contracted out by most of the government agencies, FBI, CIA, to teach interrogation tactics. Mm. And he basically, he's a human behavior expert. And it's all about assessing human behavior and how we can understand it why people do what they do and using these tools and techniques to help people make more rapid shifts or in his case, get confessions, get mm -hmm. people to disclose important information. And he does a lot of sales training too, as you can imagine, his skill set would be pretty valuable. Yes. And uh, so, well, what, when you find the name of the book, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. I'll send it to you right afterwards. Okay. And uh, one of the things that you're talking about reminds me of uh, what I talk about being a latchkey kid uh, growing up and feeling I had to do everything by myself because, I mean, parents weren't around. Unfortunately, the attitudes that a child creates at age five or six 
are not the empowering attitudes that can easily run a 40-year-old body. It just, it doesn't work. And so I ended up coming to terms with why do I have a lack of willingness to ask other people for help? And it goes back to childhood, just like you're talking about. Yeah, it's remarkable on how much I've worked with some incredible people who are very, very powerful people and very, very powerful companies. And it is, it still continues to amaze me that when you actually get those folks one-on-one or even in a, you sit around a table again with everyone, you're still dealing with that seven to eight-year-old program with so many of us. Yes. And if you can just allow yourself sometimes to see the little kid there or the wounded child sitting there, it gives you a tremendous amount of empathy in working with groups and helps, I think, bridge some of the gaps that people have behaviorally that hold them back from getting to the levels they want to live in life. That, that yes. And that makes so much sense. Uh, people are people. If, if yeah. you get them out of their head where their insecurities live and into their heart, they, you know, and they feel they're in a safe environment, they will speak about what, what can work. You'll, you'll hear it. Are there typical feelings your prospects experience? Stress, anxiety, overwhelm. Also, they're, again, when that feeling of more, it's, it's like the way they'll describe it sometimes is they will say, I feel like there's just this piece of incompleteness with me. You know, it's like, I feel like I have this operating system. I'm a high performance car and I'm capable of going 300 miles an hour and doing all these things, but the engine just isn't in place yet. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's those kinds of things or, or there maybe that they're performing at a pretty high level, but they still feel that there's some fine tuning that needs to be done to really get them from finishing in the top 20 to actually clearing the top three and winning races. Mm, okay. So are there mis- common mistakes that show up from this behavior? Yeah. You'll see people burning the, you know, burning the candle at both ends, as they say, and chronic fatigue, exhaustion, stress, you'll have struggles in external relationships outside of work. Those relationships often suffer friendships, neglected personal relationships with your partner suffer too, because there's just a, there's a struggle to communicate or a feeling of worn down. I think a lot of times these folks feel like they have the weight on their shoulders. And in many cases they do because of the demands of their, their vocation and all the people who look up and are dependent on them for their sources of income. And that becomes very burdensome for yeah. so many of these people because it's a, you know, what's one of the expressions, the cross that they feel like nobody else can really understand what it is like to bear. Yes. And in many cases we can't, and that's where that only loneliness and isolation might feel to them where they have all these folks around them, but they feel like they're at a table by themselves. And it's such a constricting emotional space to be in for them. Oh, yeah. Well, Let's let's move to something positive from the standpoint of a case study of uh, someone who followed your advice and how things turned around. You know, I have one of my clients right now, and they have a a company that is growing very rapidly, and it's in it's serving multiple people all around the globe now at this point. And they were the typical person that they just thought they had to do it all on their own. They were sacrificing sleep, going hard, pushing, pushing, pushing that traditional entrepreneurial grind, 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 grind. And the the discussion with them really became, well, what are you grinding? What are you trying to create? Because if you think of the idea of grinding, 
it's a very vague statement in the sense of when we grind a rock, if we keep grinding it, it's eventually just dust. Yes. Right. The intention, the goal, the outcome of grinding really should be to shape it into something. Mm -hmm. And when you actually start to have that conversation with this person about what are you trying to shape? What are you trying to build? You start to see all these pieces that are support pieces of the business. So there's the business, but then there's these other things too. And these support pieces need to be in place to help the business thrive to the level it could. And now because of that, this person has an incredible work-life balance. They have an amazing dynamics with their friendships, their relationships, and their business is now multiple eight figures growing very rapidly beyond that too. Oh, fabulous. Okay. Is there a some valuable free resource that you can direct people to that could further help them if they are facing these issues? Yeah. I always, anytime I am able to do a conversation with someone like yourself or any, I always offer the people the opportunity to just do a phone call with me. Mm. They can just shoot me an email and I'm happy to just, they can pick my brain, answer any questions they have. You know, they can throw something and see if it's, it's something I'm able to help them in real time with. So all they need to do is message me and I'll be happy to extend that to them. Okay. So I've got the email as jesse at jessebresendine.com and mm -hmm. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there a question that I should have asked you that would also give great value? Uh, and if so, what's the answer? Yeah. You know, what is it that people are really after? And we touched on that a little bit before, but it really is. And the game of life is ultimately played for fulfillment. It's that emotional piece. It's you know, everything that we're pursuing right now, the person that's pursuing the, the big business valuation, the IPO, there's an emotional belief underneath that, that when I have this, then I'll be, and usually it's happy, fulfilled, <laughs> joyful. And I'm always a huge advocate of people start with the emotion. Now there's no reason that the journey has to be void of those things. It's kind of like, what was it? Snow White and the Southern Dwarves said, whistle while you work. And yeah. there's going to be a lot more joy of the journey. Yeah. Beautiful. And that makes so much sense. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse, for being on the show. Thank you, Renny, for having me. You're welcome. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. You can listen to The Wealth on Any Income podcast on your favorite platform, and please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to know how books, movies, and society programs you to be poor and what the cure is, then log on to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. You'll hear my TEDx talk and can request a free 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice and receive a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around your business or money. Again, that's wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx. Next week, we'll have Jeff Prager as our guest. He's the president of, he was the president of the largest home builder in Colorado and now supports business owners through his company, Cashflow Engineering. Until next week, be prosperous. Bye-bye for now.